Hey, ringers, welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, where we are all about sharing helpful and practical tips for anyone and everyone that is planning a wedding. I'm Dan Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography. And I'm Danielle Pasternak of DPNAC Events. What are we talking about today, Dan? Today, we're keeping it really simple, and we're talking about first looks. Okay. I feel like there is a lot of information out there about first looks already. Actually, I don't know if there's a lot of first looks information, but the way that we talk about it, we have a very special approach to first looks, don't we? Because this is something that I caught you off guard with years ago when I said that I hated them. And you were like, what? (laughs) And, And then we talked about it. And then I realized that, like, I don't really hate them. I just dislike them in certain scenarios. So before we get into that, that was the teaser to this episode, right? Like, what's controversy? (laughs) (laughs) Drama. Step aside, Real Housewives. (laughs) Here comes Dan the drama. Um, (laughs) So so let's talk about it first. What is a first look, Danielle? Mm -hmm. Or a reveal, right? There's also called, I've seen them called reveals also. Yeah, I guess we can keep it simple. So the first look is um, the moment that happens between the couple when they see each other for the first time on the wedding day, but it's not when they're at the ceremony and a person is kind of walking down the aisle. It happens usually a few hours beforehand so that instead of waiting until the ceremony to see each other, they see each other before, take photos together, and they get to be with their person. Right. But why, why would a couple want to see each other before the ceremony like what's the what's the purpose of it so many purposes (laughs) (laughs) so So many many much purposes um i think it depends a a lot for everybody i think there are a few different reasons you can do it i think the thing i hear most often is they want to be able to enjoy as much of their wedding day both with their person And with the guests that they've invited to come celebrate with them. So if a ceremony is happening and then everybody's going right to a cocktail hour afterwards, if a couple hasn't yet spent time together taking photos, doing photos with their wedding party if they have them, or um, their family members, then they kind of miss a lot, if not all, of cocktail hour to go off and do that. So for a lot of couples to have that time beforehand, not to say as it gets those photos out of the way, because I don't like necessarily that thought process with it, <laughs> yeah. but it gets that done at a time where you're otherwise not necessarily going to be doing anything else you know, necessarily. So it makes a little bit more use of your day. You're able to see each other for more of the day. And I've Uh, I think we've talked about this before, Dan, where um, I'm a person, I find a ton of comfort in my partner, right? If I'm having anxiety or if I'm having nerves or excitement or whatever it is, being with him is what helps to kind of call me and recenter me. And he's, you know, he's my rock, he's my person, and I think vice versa. So for, for couples that are similar, it helps and there's a lot of comfort when you're able to kind of see your person. It's great too when there's not, you know, 150 eyeballs looking at you as this moment happens. It's a little so bit more private. People, 150 eyeballs, 75 people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this is a smaller wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and some people might be winking, so it might be like 90. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe some people are sneezing and they don't see it at all. 
Yeah, so many math factors. We're yawning. <laughs> yeah. what, what is happening right now? I'm sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. But yeah, I think it's, you know, there's a few different reasons. I think those being able to make the most of the day is is kind of the, the biggest part of it so they can really be fully present and enjoy each moment as it's happening. I think that when you see each other for the first time as a couple, it feels really natural to want to hug um, embrace, squeeze, scream, cry, laugh, you know, get out all the feels that you're feeling. And sometimes your ceremony is not necessarily the right place for that. I mean, in my opinion, and it should be t- totally fair across the board, yeah. but yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes that's not always the time or place to really have all those feelings. Though I, no, I, I don't know. It'd be adorable if that, <laughs> if that happened that way. <laughs> okay. I want to pause for a second and go back to something that you said a minute ago, which is, you said like make the most of the day. Like those were the words you said for people for couples want to like make the most of the day. Can we unpack that a little bit? Because I feel like there are scenarios in which it makes a lot of sense to do a first look, right? And some other ones where it's like maybe more personal preference where you're like, I don't want to do a first look. Like when you really have built it up in your mind, like I did to see my wife at the end of the aisle in the church and all that kind of stuff. So let's unpack that whole idea of like making the most of the day. Cause I think there's a lot in that where it could be timeline or personal things or getting the emotions out of the way or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, timelines become a little bit regional, but here in here on the East coast, I would say that when there's a wedding that's happening where it's like ceremony into cocktail hour, into reception where things are pretty much back to back. Yeah. Like all the same venue you mean? Like exactly all the same space. Yeah. Or even really, really close that it's, you know, people are just really immediately going from one thing to the other. Those weddings are often starting at 4 PM or I would Mm. say later in the day, like usually between four and six is when that's starting some earlier, some later, but that's the average I would say from what I see. So with that in mind, if you're getting up, you know, in the morning, that is still eight, hours that you're spending apart from each other mm. in getting ready and you know doing all of those things. And for a lot of it, if you're not taking first look photos, you don't need that much time to kind of get ready and do all those things. There are still some photos that happen separately beforehand, yeah. before the ceremony starts. But otherwise, um, there's a little bit more, I would say, downtime in the morning. And for some couples, that actually works really well. But if you want to um, be a person that and a couple that is more present at your cocktail hour, more yeah. interacting with your guests and doing all of that, which that's not right or wrong one way or the other. I always I always um, kind of liken it to the idea that when, um, if you ever have or ever thought about going to Disney, but you're like, you're a kid and your mom just wants to take photos of you in front of the castle and you're like, I just want to go on the rides. <laughs> That's kind of what photos during cocktail hour can feel like for some couples oh, is like, man. I don't want to take photos now. I want to go on the rides. I want to go have those awesome appetizers and hors d'oeuvres that we like painstakingly chosen at our tasting. I and that. I want to have the signature drink and I want to be with our our friends and our family members. So sometimes when we're planning the day, we have to remember like who we are as people. If we're not people that really naturally love getting our photos taken and, and all these photos, 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 then it can be a really hard thing to not enjoy your cocktail hour with those people. So with that in mind, if you do first looks, you're able to kind of use the the different chunks of your day mm-hmm. a little bit more intentionally so that 
when every all of your guests are, you know, busy arriving to the area or getting dressed or doing whatever, the first time you're really going to see them is at the ceremony. And then then you're all together for the rest of the for the rest of the wedding. But the time before that, those guests aren't there. They're off doing their own thing. So that's yeah. kind of your time to get in those photos in front of the Disney castle <laughs> and 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 not feel like you're having to choose between one thing or the other. Yeah, so I, I've been thinking about this a lot from the photographer's perspective and from Naturally. my groom perspective, right? Like, mm. so the photographer's perspective is like, okay, I used to not like it because I thought it was sort of like just about the photos. Like, like we're we're seeing each other early, we're quote breaking tradition to see each other early because you know we want to get the photos out of the way. And part of me is like, man, like I just wish that, like, it's really great. Like, I'm my job is really important, right? Like, I. Uh, very important job, but I'm not the most important person there on the day. So part of me was like, well, why would you spend time with me and like getting these pictures done when you really could just have more memories and more fun stuff with your people who are there to support you? And then you can have like a shorter time later where you just get like wedding pictures done, like of the two of you and wedding party and family. But then the more I thought about it and the more that I'm I'm photographing weddings where they are all at this one location, it makes so much sense to do first looks beforehand where you see your significant other, you get your wedding party pictures done, you get your uh, family pictures done, and then you just have like the whole day to really get lost in it versus like doing the ceremony and then having this break for photos. And then you have to get like back into like when you have everything all at one place, you just sort of get like swept up and getting lost in the moment. And I love that for people to be really not have to have, you just have the whole rest of the day to just enjoy your friends and your family and all that stuff. But right. the opposite is from the groom's perspective, right? Where I'm somewhat of a sentimentalist. I'm a traditionalist. And I built up this this vision of my wife, like walking down the aisle to me and she had the long veil and like all those things. And and I loved that. And But I also am a people person and really wanted to see our guests and spend lots of time with them. So our answer to that was like, we do the traditional ceremony early in the day. I think we had a two o'clock ceremony and then we had a, a pretty significant break. I think two or three hours in between. Mm -hmm. And then the reception started at five Yeah, and that worked. But then that's a whole other conversation of like, what do people do during that time and all that? But yeah, it's about, I think knowing yourself and what's going to give you the big feels. Yeah, I think that's one of those things, though. You really only have that option to have that gap in between when the ceremony is taking place at a different location. Or most or, or Right. But most venues aren't going to bring every you're not going to bring everybody to the same venue and then just stop everything for two or three hours while you go right. off and do photos and i say that because i did have a couple ones say like well can't the can't we just wait an hour before cocktail hour starts it's like well what are your guests doing during that time and they eventually were like oh duh right, right. <laughs> but like that was their that was that what they thought could be a solution for it so i think that really works well if the ceremony is happening um, yes. off-site, because you do get that time. And that is that time. I think it's something where traditionally guests are aware of that um, that gap that happens. That's usually a great time that they'll go back to the hotel and check in. Some people will yeah. go you know, home and change, whatever it is. I usually say when you're planning it all, it's actually better to have a little bit more time than less time. Like if it's only yeah. a half an hour to an hour, your guests aren't going to be able to actually do anything. So they're, what's going to happen is they end up just showing up at your venue too early. So you, having more time is kind of a win-win for everybody. Mm. And it kind of goes from there. I, I do want to talk about though, the idea of, 
of like what you said was like, hey, if you know, if you do, you know, if we don't do first looks, then we just kind of knock it all out after. I think it's important to always remember too what your expectations are mm-hmm. as the couple, because any photographer, I don't care how incredible and amazing their work is, they still need time yeah. in order to do what it is you've hired them to do, right? Like as you're looking at a a photographer's portfolio and you're looking at their Instagram and you're seeing all these wonderful photos, some things happen very candidly. And to me, I think it's it's a much more common style of photography now than it was back, you know, in the 90s. And and like everything was so posed then, right? Like everything is about, you know, photojournalistic and these candid moments, but there's still that time that needs to be set aside to get the other photos, the ones that you see that you really Mm -hmm. fall in love with. So I think you want to balance both your wants for the day and your needs for the day and like what you really want with still having that be a very back and forth open conversation with your photographer to say, okay, like what do you need to make this to do your magic stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like a trust and time thing. Like those are the two most important things you can give your photographer, trust and time. And This is also tricky because it's also painting with sort of a broad brush where there are photographers who are going to request two hours for -hmm. for photos with just the two of you and maybe like a little bit with wedding party and um, and your family. Right. And that's not unusual. Right. Very common. Um, They're going to they're going to also want, you know, they want an hour to photograph details and all these different things. Then on the other end of the spectrum. I, I have several one-to-one coaching photographers who they're a hundred percent documentary, and oh. the, that's what the couple wants. That's right. like maybe maybe ninety-five percent where you're doing like very minimal portraits, maybe just one smiley in the camera portrait of the two of you, and a small grouping of just like the immediate family, and like that's it. And so they've got like a fifteen-minute window because all they want is just to forget about the the pictures are very important, but all they want is just to forget about the fact that it's like this very scheduled wedding day and they just want to spend the time with their friends and family and have candid pictures of that. And so like it's a conversation with your photographer, like what does your photographer need um, in order to do the job that you hired them for? Right, right. Because you, you, you fell in love with their work and with them for a reason. So sometimes you, sometimes what feels like, oh, that photo just feels so effortless and oh, that just happened, sometimes did take a bit of time either to set up the yeah. lighting for it or the the you know the, the sun had to be in the right spot or the cloud had to move. Like so many factors kind of come into play with that. And this is where when you work with somebody who's so experienced, they're able to guide you. And yeah, trust in time. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned like, like that effortless looking picture. Right? <laughs> Every single time that like the portrait session happens, whether it's an engagement session or it's the photos on the wedding day, it's weird having your picture taken. Like it's weird. I have to warm up in the, like in, in sort of the morning to like get my creative juices flowing or whatever. And you go from like, you're hanging out with your, your friends and you're popping bottles and having all this fun stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, now it's time to stand and smile or stand and kiss or stand and hug and whatever. And it takes you a little bit to get into the zone also. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do I pull out my camera in like that portrait session time and does magic happen. It takes like a little bit for me to like get the couple loosened up and for them to feel comfortable, even if we've done engagement pictures already. It takes a little bit to like feel comfortable in front of the camera 
and almost forget about the camera a little bit. Uh, a that's bit. such a good point. I've never, um, that's a very, very valid point. I've never really presented that as a factor, but that's so true. Yeah. I mean, right. Like you, that first photo, it's like, you're like that kid in middle school again, where like your smile's all weird and you're like, your chin's doing funny <laughs> stuff. And yeah. like, what is, what am I doing with my arms? Like you're channeling like America's next top model, Tyra Banks. And you're like smizing, but you're really just squinting. Like, yeah. So it's like, anything. yeah, you like, Till you like, get like you know, back in your body again, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. On Saturday, you know, and this happens almost every first look. It's like the first look happens. Somebody's walking up to each other and they turn around. They see each other. They maybe hold hands. They hug. And then there's this like, okay, now what do we do? Now what right? do we do? Like, <laughs> like are, we, are we like going to – like they expect like some more – I don't know. They expect to like – they're just not sure what to do. And so it took me a while to figure out like for me to say – just forget about me until I tell you to do something. Right, um, right. Until I tell you, hey, we're going to go do portraits. And usually I'll I'll just notice that, you know, they're they're sort of ready to move on. But still, even after that, like, it, they're just stiff. And they're just, like, not in – yeah, they're not, like, in their body. And it ta- it's like this collective gasp that you – or not gasp, sigh. Uh, deep like exhale whatever you want to call it where they're just finally like <laughs> mouth oh, air <laughs> okay yeah all, all the air words but yeah they like you know when they're wrapped up in each other for a second they there's this like tension because they've just seen each other and all that and finally like they they like release some of that and then they get into like these very natural looking poses where you know I can I can pull laughs out of them and say weird things to make them feel awkward that also then makes them laugh it's funny it's great right Actually, yeah. I'm curious if you get this. I feel like recently I've had a lot of couples say, we want to do photos together, but we don't want to do the whole like tap on the shoulder, turn mm-hmm. around, first yep. look moment. Yeah, and yeah. I mm. am very consistently saying it, th- that's not what it has to be. It, it's, I don't that, see that hardly anymore. Right, right. But I think when it's talked about, that's kind of the image that gets put in mind is like oh. one person is facing away, the other person walks up, taps on the shoulder, they turn around, they go, ah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, oh. I think that's a lot of expectation then to like, have a reaction you know it feels a little bit less genuine to who they are um versus it just kind of maybe happening not to say a little bit more naturally but not more natural to who they are as as individual people yeah let's talk about that a little bit like like what i've seen more lately so let's talk about you know a heterosexual couple right um groom standing away bride is coming up behind him whatever uh, the way that I have set that up, and I, I whenever I second shoot with other photographers, they everybody handles it slightly different. Yes. Um, I what I like to do is I will literally like tell the bride to stand in one spot, and I'll say I'm gonna go get myself set up, count to thirty, and then just walk up and stop like ten feet from him and be like, "Hey, baby, turn around" or whatever. <laughs> like just say whatever you want, <laughs> and usually that that releases a little bit of tension whenever I do my lady voice. Right. Um, <laughs> And I'm just like, and, and then just forget about me. Just hug each other. Because what happens is when you, when you like tap the groom on the shoulder, he just turns around and hugs you right away. He doesn't get to yes. see you in the all the work and thought and question <laughs> and all that stuff that you put into this. So you have to stop a little bit away and yes. then you like walk up and hug each other or whatever. But, you know, I photographed two women a couple weeks ago and not like it. That doesn't make any sense for like like one person to get all of the joy of seeing right. the other person's dress or whatever. So 
uh, and I've done this even with, you know, I've done this with all formations of couples mm -hmm. where this couple in particular, I put them on opposite corners of a building and they looked away from the corner and I said, put your arms out. And they like reached first and like touched each other. So it was like a first feel. Mm -hmm. And then they, they turned around the corner to see each other at the same time. So it was a very uh, equal way for them to see each other where neither of them get a glimpse first. And they, they sort of come around this corner to see each other. And I did that in a hotel lobby with you know a mm -hmm. couple earlier this year, um, a, a bride and a groom where they didn't want the typical like, oh, I just want to tap them on the shoulder or whatever. They came out of the corners from behind this column to see each other. And, and it was lovely. It was a surprise for both of them. They didn't get each – neither of them got like a little glimpse before the other or anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. It, it put them each on equal footing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that depends on a couple, right? Sometimes, you know, I, I think I do hear it often that um, with opposite sex couples where a groom will say, I want to see her for the first time walking down that aisle. I don't want to mm -hmm. see her all dressed up beforehand. And I think – yeah. It's a, it's a tough thing because I think sometimes we're either taught as kids or something some something about our life experiences puts that that thought in the head that like if that walk down an aisle moment is going to be really big. And uh, anytime that ever comes up, I always kind of say like you know like you you know what your person looks like this is not an arranged marriage situation where you're like hey what do we, what do we get when we lift up the veil that <laughs> you know exactly um this is a situation where you you know each other not just well you know each other intimately you know what that person looks like that day that person is still going to look like that person but this time you know they're about to be your spouse that's a really big deal and that's a really fun thing that energy and the anticipation and all of those feelings that happen when your person is walking down the aisle towards you, and this is not necessarily just opposite sex, it's any couple, that excitement and anticipation is still there and has very, very little to do with what that person is wearing. Yeah. I think that that, you know, that makes it a little bit extra, that makes it whatever, but those feelings don't come from their outfit. I mean, maybe a part of it does because it's that big yeah. moment, but it's them. It's their spirit, their body, their 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 mind walking down towards you to to make this commitment to you. That's where the emotion comes from. And I don't think seeing each other beforehand, in my opinion, doesn't take away from that yeah. feeling. Yeah. And I've had couples who are hesitant, right? Like one of them mm -hmm. really wants to do the first look to get it sort of done and and have like those big feels and have that private moment. Mm -hmm. One of them doesn't. And so what I would say is like, if you're going to wear a wedding dress on your wedding day and you're thinking about also having a veil, um, I've told couples like, or I've told the bride, like, don't do the first look without the veil on. Love that. So then you still have like something special where you're, you're getting the first look done, you're getting all the pictures done, whatever, but then you still have this change in your appearance, this veil, whatever it is to say that here's something a little bit different. Uh, there's still like a little bit of a surprise as yeah. we're walking down the aisle. And a lot of couples are like, oh, I like that. Yeah, you know, that's it, a great like way to do it. both worlds a little bit. Right. I mean, or at least it's an option to consider, right? If it's like, oh, that does feel good. Everything that we talk about on this podcast is about helping you talk through what it is that feels good to you. If you're listening to this going, I don't care what you say, we don't <laughs> want to do a first look, then 
yeah, buddy, go for <laughs> then it. Stop the episode now, like just. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, hey, but like you, then you could feel confident saying, like, no, I had all the facts. I made a decision that feels good to to me and to us. Done. Yeah, part of me feels like bad sometimes because so many times I think couples really are like, tell me what to do. Like, just tell me what to do. I just want, I just need the help. Yeah. But it's like there's just so many factors to consider, and there's like there's very rarely are we ever on this podcast like do this thing yeah. it's like no you really gotta like search for like what you want and what's gonna make you happy and think about it because just because something is meaningful and thoughtful to me doesn't mean that it's gonna be for somebody else right like right. All, the vast majority of my couples do first looks but i did not want one because i i like i said i <laughs> earlier I, i'm that traditionalist i wanted to see my wife walking down the aisle blah blah blah, blah. and and it just worked with our day too if we would have had everything all at one spot, you better believe that we probably would have had to do a first look because I would have loved to spend more time with people during the cocktail hour, you know? But yeah, I'm sorry that there's no like, this is what you do. You should do this. You should not do that. It's just, it's about uh, being self-aware enough to say, okay, I think this is a good idea. Even if I have some initial hesitancy behind it, I still think this is going to be a good idea because the benefit is going to be getting to see our people longer, getting to do this, getting to get lost in the day, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Totally agree. Any final thoughts? Things that are rolling around in that big brain of yours before we wrap it up? I feel like, yeah, I feel like I unpacked all of it. My whole suitcase is unpacked. (laughs) Your first look suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) It was it a tiny, is your first look suitcase a big suitcase? I have no tiny suitcases, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Would you like to take us out? I would. Put a Ring on a Podcast is co-hosted by wedding planner Danielle Pasternak and photographer Daniel Moyer, both based out of the greater Philadelphia area. The show is produced by DPNAC Events along with Daniel Moyer Photography. Find us on Instagram at Put a Ring on a Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, thank you so much for all of your messages, your love, your support. We are and have always been cheering for you every step of the way. Until next time, ringers. 